0: Welcome to the Wonder Space podcast. It's great to have you on board. My name is Steve Cole, and over the past 59 episodes, I have been asking the same six questions to amazing people from around the world. The questions orbit around wonder and stories of hopefulness, and the setting for each journey is a shared window on the space station from where we see everything from a different perspective. It is time to quiet our cleverness, to observe and listen deeply, and reconnect to nature's wisdom by asking, how does nature solve this? This is a quote from the brand new website of asknature.org, who once again are going to help us to rewonder. Predators on the land, like wolves, and in the skies, like owls, make great use of stereoscopic vision by positioning their eyes towards the front of their heads. In the sea, however, even apex predators like orcas and great white sharks keep their eyes to the side. Except, that is, for hammerhead sharks. The counterintuitive fact is that the great sideways growth of their iconic heads has allowed their eyes to rotate slightly forward, overlapping their fields of view and tripling the area of precision visual perception. Our orbit this week will take us from the Atlantic Ocean to Central Africa and to experience these views with us in this ultimate window seat, we welcome Omiyemi Akareli. Omiyemi is the founder and executive director of Style House Files, a fashion business development agency that primarily focuses on the Nigerian and African fashion industry. She launched the Lagos Fashion and Design Week and her creative development agency gives African brands the opportunity of showcasing their talent to the world. Omiyemi was nominated by our 18th guest on Wonderspace, Sophia Amanzi Oyuga, who is a senior design director at Adidas in Germany.
1: The first time in 2012, so 10 years ago, that I listened to Omoyimi speaking about her vision for fashion made in Africa, I was mesmerized. The possibility of giving upcoming creatives an opportunity to dream and to create, to shine, to grow and also seeing her year after year crafting this path beautifully despite challenges and to build from scratch a now really thriving fashion industry from Lagos on the African continent that has global influence and is also connected. It was so amazing to see. And it really inspired me so much to drive this vision as an entrepreneur from where I was working in a global brand and opening doors for young creatives, for artisans from Africa. So I nominated Omiyemi to inspire even more people with her wonderful story and showing the power of having vision, having faith and acting on it. You know, so what a wonderful leader. Omiyemi has fun with fashion and she serves people at the same time.
0: With a panoramic view of Earth, I start by asking Omiyemi, if we could do a fly past on any part of the world that is significant to you, which place, city or country would it be and why?
2: So when I saw this question, I, I'm like, ooh, okay, this is quite deep. <laughs> uh, but I think I'm still going to go with Nigeria, considering, you know, um, I'm Nigerian. I live in Lagos, Nigeria most of the time. But I find that oftentimes, you know, there's so many untapped parts of the country that i'm yet to visit so i think for the purpose of this i would go with a, a town in eastern nigeria called akwete and it would be for one reason right akwete is the name of the town but it's also named after a cloth that is woven listen to this part by only women only women are allowed to weave this cloth you know and it's called akwete cloth they weave it on traditional looms so i haven't been to akwete um one of the designers that we work with, Emi Kasbit, and I think maybe Cynthia Billa and probably a couple more have, um, have, have for a while been working with Akwete as the, as their go-to textile, choice of textile in their collection. So that way, it's, um, you know, reimagining a part of our heritage that's so, so precious. That's, only handwoven by women in the eastern part of Nigeria, in a town that's also named after the cloth, or is it the cloth that's named after the town? You know, one of those. It would be great to, you know, to visit someday uh, and just to see what it's like, what the women are like, you know. The colours, the richness, the choice of thread. It would just be great to to sort of immerse myself in that in that world, in that part of my world, which is so near, but <laughs> I still haven't been to. I haven't had the chance to visit.
0: Yemi. give us a glimpse into your life story so far, with an emphasis on what you are doing currently.
2: Growing up, I don't really think I ever saw myself as someone who would work in the fashion industry. I mean, if I had an interest in working in fashion, I don't really think I was conscious of it or... Or, you know, I thought about it. However, um, I'm the second of seven children, uh, born to parents who, who've always sort of instilled in us the need to ensure that no matter where we find ourselves in life, we um, we're contributing in a way that's beyond self and conscious about it, in a way to make sure that we leave. People in sort of a better way than than how you how you met them, so to speak. You know that um you're supposed to live a life of humility. You're supposed to doing what you love, but being conscious that you're just one person in a vast world filled with so many people. And um, yeah, so growing up, it, it it was. It, it was important to me that whatever or wherever, you know, I find myself, ultimately, it's got to be a place where I could contribute in my own little way to changing the world. And when I say changing the world, I'm not even talking about the world in that great the sense, you know, I'm talking about my immediate, you know, environment, people, wherever, you know, wherever I'm at. So um, I'm not really quite sure that, you know, fashion was my thing at all. I, like most people, I guess I enjoyed the occasional, you know, dressing up to go out. But it wasn't really um, that I wanted to study law. I wanted to be a lawyer. My dad was a lawyer. I studied law, not for him, but because I thought it was what I was called to do at the time. Uh, but it took me getting two degrees in law, a BL, LLB and starting a third, my master's degree in law and contemplating a, a PhD <laughs> to realise that my interest in law was, you know, probably largely influenced to a, to a significant extent by my addiction to watching Ali McBeal <laughs> and probably not to do with <laughs> with the natural love for law, um, I guess... At the time, I longed to have that sort of interest that the principal partners in the law firm I worked for at the time had. And it it sort of, in a way, motivated me to start searching deeper for something that I could contribute meaningfully and feel that way to. So I guess um, my career in fashion started 19 years ago with an understanding that some of the most important things in life are purpose and passion driven. And combined with that deeper need to make a difference beyond myself, um, I started working on the Nigerian fashion scene as a pi- pioneer in fashion styling and image consulting. I was a fashion editor of a lifestyle magazine called True Love magazine, True Love West Africa, which was a franchise. Um, owned by Bola Ata at the time. And um, at the same time, started a company on the side with my then partner, Bola Balogun. Those were good days. We revolutionized styling in Nigeria. Um, you know, people be- began to get a better sense for what him, what that role meant, you know, the role of creatives uh, in, in an editorial setting, in a magazine, in just different things uh, across television, television. Um, Everything you know, you can think of, and of course, on the side we also run an image consulting company where we did work with companies and all. And this was all very new, you know, but it's since become a key role in the industry where there wasn't anything like that. And I guess in terms of where I'm at today. Um, I realized over the years, you know, with doing that and, of course, raising a family as well, you know, uh, young children. We have three daughters um, and, you know, trying to live life. I realized that there was a huge gap elsewhere that needed to be filled beyond what we did every day. And that was, you know, from starting a website called Stylehouse Files, which we thought would be sort of the industry's voice in, in terms of, lending the advice but we soon realized that there wasn't really the semblance of an industry and the ecosystem needed quite a bit more strengthening for for things to be able to come together so there was room for a platform to act as a catalyst on the scene you know to sort of spearhead change and work towards Bringing everything together, connecting the dots, so to speak, and yeah, that's where we've been, and that's where we're at, trying to position fashion as business in Nigeria, trying to support creatives, trying to, you know, um, through through the work we do at Starhouse Files, Lagos Fashion Week, by providing opportunities for access to market for the brands that we work with, by trying to provide opportunities for for discovering new talent, you know, trying to provide a platform for incubating some of these talents. I believe in a in a world where it's important that you know, as a community and as a value chain, every every hand that's contributed in some way shape or form to the process of design or creativity or making clothes, every hand should should benefit in some way. So for me, and I guess for us as a company, it's always been beyond Fashion Week. It's not just an event. People seem to remember Lagos Fashion Week. They don't think about all the other things that we do, which I get it. (laughs) Fashion Week sounds more sexy, I guess. But um, I'm more inspired by the work that we do that people don't see and they don't even know about.
0: Where on earth is your place of reset or recharge?
2: My place of reset or recharge on Earth is home. Home for me is with my support system. Is with the people I call home. Is pe- with people I find, you know, find it easy and natural to be myself. You know, to be able to slip in and out of my other roles that I play, but without so having to put on, <laughs> without having without having to put on a face or anything, where I can truly be myself. And I find it easy to rest and recharge there. I find it easy to withdraw into my inner self, into my shell. So I don't think my place of rest or recharge is a destination or a city. It's where I can be myself. It's where I can be with my loved ones. It's where I can, you know, be fed, where I can feed and be fed.
0: What wonder of the natural world excites you the most?
2: The wonder of the natural world that excites me the most will have to be the ocean. Apart from the fact that the family and I enjoy quick getaways that involve the ocean, but in the wider sense, you know, the role the oceans play in who we are as humans, I can never get over it. That The fact that, you know, over 78, 79% of the air we breathe, of oxygen, you know, literally, literally, comes from the ocean. You know, it helps us breathe. You know, when we think about, when I think about the role it plays with the kind with the climates and regulating the climate, the role it plays in, in so much more. It's just super inspiring.
0: Ami Yemi, what is your story of hopefulness that's not your own, about a person, business, or nonprofit who are doing amazing things for the world?
2: So my story of hopefulness, I would I say I stumbled upon them like two weeks ago. It was at the figure Fashion Frontier program, right? And they were one of the finalists. It's a company or a non-profit called Clothes to Good. And they're based in South Africa. I was so inspired by what they do. They're empowering people through what what's ordinarily has been termed waste, you know, waste in our world. Things that people would ordinarily throw away, but they're able to use that as a tool for empowering either people with autism or disability, to be able to teach them how to weave, to be able to teach them how to make, to be able to teach them how to, you know, make things like weighted blankets. I was just so moved. I almost, you know practically moved to tears that, you know, this is what they do in their part of the world. And they're looking to, of course, beyond... beyond the children, making either the blankets and all the pieces that they make from the recycle from the recycling and upcycling. Um, they're able to support women and mothers who either have children with disabilities so that they can become successful entrepreneurs as well. It's inspiring because you know there are communities of autistic people around the world who uh, who sometimes, and not able to do anything. But imagine being able to learn a skill, being able to, you know, create employment opportunities for them. I think it's really inspiring how Clothes to Good is able to bring those two things together. It just made me hopeful.
0: Finally, as we prepare to re-enter, what insight, wisdom or question would you like to share with us?
2: Seeing where we've been and coming back to Earth, it's almost impossible to deny that there is the existence of a higher being, you know, who's, um, it surely can't all be science, you know, <laughs> and this is, this is the thought that, you know, I would like to leave us with that I feel incredibly blessed, you know, to be part of a world where i do know and do believe in the existence of god who's created all of this you know the beauty but beyond that the it's so beautiful just looking at this and you make me you've just made me feel like i i really did visit space you know and um but the most important part of this is if the world and all that's been created is so vast, what then is our role in it you know how how do we it's important that we all take our roles seriously in terms of i mean not to not that seriously but you know what what whatever it is we're contributing in our own little way in our own little shape or form to this world to this beauty and I think we must try to ensure that um that we don't destroy it, you know? And sometimes it's in the little decisions that we make every day that can ensure the longevity of life, the longevity of this earth, the longevity of where we call home, you know? And um, maybe we all need to take a a trip here every now and then.
0: (laughs) To find out more about Style House Files and Lagos Fashion Week, go to stylehousefiles.com and lagosfashionweek.ng To engage with the previous 59 Wonderspace episodes, go to our website, ourwonder.space. I want to thank Omiyemi for joining us on Wonderspace and I hope you can join us next week for more wonders and stories of hopefulness.